Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again to take a look back at the week that was for your black and gold heroes and hypocycloids. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And I am Dave Schofield, and the dynamic duo is back here for two weeks in a row. Ka-chow. To this. This is this is the way it was intended. Ooh, the week that was. There was a lot going on this week, Brian. There's going to be some stuff that we're not going to spend. Some of the biggest stuff we're not going to spend as much time on because we've already talked about it some. So we'll 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 kind of hit how the week goes. You had a good week. Had a great week. I'm I'm loving it. I love schedule release. Uh, great things uh, are going to happen to me just because of the schedule release. I'm excited, and I'm looking to go to two games this year. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that because the schedule didn't get released till Thursday, and we've got to start off like we always start off these on last Sunday. Last Sunday, not a lot going on. There's a few things here or there. Uh, we got some salary cap numbers for Lamar Jackson. Some people are like, wait, that's not the Steelers. It's in the AFC North. Trust me, this affects the Steelers. Uh, his his 2023 cap, not as big, $22 million, not surprised. Um, his cap hit then jumps up to 33, then to 43, then he's in the 70s. But that's not until 2026 and 2027. Then there's two more void years thrown on there, which I don't understand how in the world you can make that work because prorated bonuses are only supposed to go for five years. Uh, I guess we'll see more with that eventually. Uh, anything stand out to you about uh, the Lamar deal? Yeah, they're playing to win now. You know, you better, if you're a Baltimore fan, get ready for some chaos because it's going to cripple you. This contract is going to be crippling, especially when you've got two years in the 70s. That means you cannot pay other people. But right now they can, and they are going for a Super Bowl now. They're playing to win. So don't be surprised if they bring more guys in and manipulate that cap while they can. Yeah, that's something maybe I might have to stat geek this one. When's the last time a team won the Super Bowl? And this might be a lot. I don't even know. When's the last time a team won the Super Bowl after not making the playoffs the year before? That's a good question. Did they know. make the playoffs, though? I don't know. Yes, they did. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because Lamar didn't make it back for it. That's right. It was uh, It was the year before they didn't make the playoffs. That's what I was thinking. Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm getting them all mixed up in my head because I'm just ready for 2023. How about you? Me too. And I, I it's going to be a black and blue division. Yeah. A black and <laughs> black and blue division. Got to like that. But uh, so we were ready to just, you know, get rolling with the season. I, 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 I like the schedule release now just a couple weeks after the draft rather than the week before. How, how do you like the timing of it? I always liked it before. I thought that was something to look forward to when you see guys were drafted, but I think it makes more sense the way they do it now. Make sure everybody's in place, and now you can have rookie against rookie if that's a possibility. You can you can do so many different things with that. Plus, when you have guys like Lamar and you have guys like Aaron Rodgers not in complete place or that there's always a trade, you know, there's a potential to have that, that superstar like, D Hop, DeAndre Hopkins last year, 
you know, moving on on draft draft. Ex, ex, excuse me, AJ Brown. I don't know when D Hop was traded, yeah. But when AJ Brown went on draft day, you know, you want to see. I think the NFL wants to see what they can do after these guys are in different uniforms. Yeah, I just think it it helps complete the page of heading into 2023, knowing a better idea of what teams are, you know, they've had free agency. Now you've built what you're going to have for the draft and then really roll into it. But we almost didn't get it when we were supposed to, because on Monday, the report came out that uh, they might be, they might have had to delay the schedule because they didn't know if it was ready. Yeah, and you know what? That's one of those things, too, that, they're not ready, but come on, how are you not ready here? They, this is you should have ha- you should have the guts in place of the schedule. It's really what you should have. And if something needs to be changed, you can go ahead and try to move it around then. But come on, you've had plenty of time to do it. And I, I'm just going to throw it out there once again. Uh, I have uh, figuring out complex schedules on my resume. Uh, NFL, if you want someone to do it better than a computer can, just let me know and, and I can figure it out for you. But uh, that was in the morning. So then we go throughout the day wondering, are we going to have it on on uh, on Thursday or not? So, But other things on Monday, we, ha- we said happy birthday to uh, Hall of Fame head coach Bill Cowher. William Laird Cower turned 66. Always going to be a legend in my mind. Yeah. And then we had a report of, you know, we like to talk about former Steelers that are still out there in the league sometimes when you see them, uh, to, just to kind of have an, have an idea where they are. Uh, former Steelers offensive lineman, Chris Hubbard. Remember, Coach Tomlin referred to him as Old Mother Hubbard. Um, he had a visit with the Colts uh, earlier this week on Monday. And remember, he was in Pittsburgh, then he was in Cleveland, didn't hear anything more of it. But that's another former Steelers trying to stick around in the league. Proof that the undrafted can have solid careers in the NFL. And the reason we mentioned these guys, like you said, once a Steeler, always a Steeler. Yeah, and he, I mean, between the Steelers and Browns, he what, nine seasons, I think it was? Yeah, uh, that, that's that's think about it. That's way more than the NFL average. So uh, but at the same time, I don't mind him. You know, hey, try to try to ride that train as long as you can, uh, trying to uh, catch on with another team. But the last thing we had to finish out Monday is by late in the day, we finally got it official that they were doing the schedule release on Thursday. So for a day, the NFL kept us waiting. You know, how can the NFL make news by having a whole nother day dedicated to the NFL schedule just about if they're going to have the NFL schedule? Kevin Smith talks about this in the call sheet on FFSN's NFL feed. And I got to tell you, you know, the, the NFL has done a brilliant job of making making anything exciting that they want to go ahead and, and release. I, I figure, you know, if the NFL wants to have guys reading the phone book that in uniform – People are going to tune into that kind of stuff more than they're going to tune into the NFL, excuse me, the NHL or the NBA playoffs. They He does such a good job. Whether you hate the guy or you like him, not a lot of people seem to like him, but he's turned this into must-see TV you know, 52 weeks a year. Yeah, they have definitely grown the shield, I would say is the best way to put it. 
So uh, let, let's move on to Tuesday. I'm going to combine Tuesday and Wednesday because Tuesday, the only thing we started to get some other names trickling in for that were invites from from rookie for Steelers rookie minicamp, which happened this weekend, still going on. Uh, today is the last day, Sunday, and they were they were spread out over two days. So so rather than split them up day by day, uh, one big one, and we heard about it this week on Wednesday's episode of the Steel City Insider Podcast here at Steel Curtain Network. If you didn't catch that, I'll go back and, and catch it out. We had a former Steelers player and current Steelers announcer Craig Wolfley, and Hall of Fame former offensive lineman Alan Fanica on the show talking offensive line. And one of the things uh, Wolf talked about there was about his nephew, uh, Maverick Wolfley, who's also the grandson of, oh, who is it? The, the grandson, who's his granddad? Um, oh, Steelers offensive line. Come on, you know this, don't you, Brian? No, I uh, don't. I, you, I've waited. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, um, Bated breath. I'm Ray, waiting. Ray, Ray Mansfield? Ray Mansfield, the Ranger? Yes. Fate Mansfield, Number 56? Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's his oh. grandfather on his, from his mom's wow. side. Yeah, I missed that. Um, I was trying to get to that. Yeah, so he's got NFL bloodlines, and uh, according to Wolf, it's more as a long snapper than anything that uh, he's trying to catch on with the Steelers. So I, I thought that was an interesting one. That's really interesting. Gosh, a lot of people. I'm, I don't want to go ahead and uh, you know, foreshadow another day of the week, but everybody wants to be the Steelers long snapper, I guess. Yeah. But I got I got to tell you, the name Maverick, that's fantastic. Yeah. If he's got wolf blood in him, I think that's fantastic. Uh, but you know what? I didn't even know this about the Ranger Ray Mansfield. Oh, yeah. you know, two-time Super Bowl champ here. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. He passed away in 1996 on a hiking excursion. Had a massive mm-hmm. heart attack, if I'm not mistaken. He, he was one of the great Steelers that you don't think about as much. But in those first two Super Bowls, he was the center. Yeah, and uh, you got to go back and listen to the show for Wednesday. I just got to say it because Wolf goes on to say, you think Maverick Wolfley was good? He he listed out the names of of all his, of all his nephews there, and they, there's some pretty good ones there. So uh, go back and check that out. But uh, there's a lot of players that are in. We'll get to a little bit more with Rookie Minicamp when we get to the end of the week. But there was other news on Wednesday, and that was the Steelers made a roster move by releasing a player – Heard a number of there's a number of rumors, everything out there, but the Steelers released um Arthur Millette. Apparently, it was a mutual parting of ways. He asked for his release. There is one report that he didn't even feel that he was really under contract anymore because they had a handshake deal that they were going to give him a two-year deal. And at the end of one year, he'd either be released or extended, and he wasn't either. So he wanted to go. I don't know if any of that's true. Bottom line is, is Arthur Millette is no longer on the Steelers roster. Yeah, and it's a shame, but, you know, it was mutual. He was saying that, I don't want to be here. The Steelers said, okay, we'll give you your release. No problem. Then you've got the national media. And this is what drives me crazy. And I've been talking about this a lot lately. The national media doesn't know what's going on in Pittsburgh whatsoever. All they had to say is, oh, the Steelers cut a guy at a position that they're really thin at. What's going on there? They don't even try to uh, find out the truth anymore. Yeah. So the Steelers, they, they have something in mind. We just might not know what it is. So, but uh, more stuff on Wednesday. That's when they started to announce some games for the NFL schedule. We knew uh, some of the teams with the international games. We knew it wasn't going to be the Steelers, 
because they didn't they weren't visiting any of the teams that were that were hosting games that um of the international games the one that we thought could have been a possibility was the black friday game that was announced between the dolphins and jets i made that prediction on our prediction article for trying to guess the schedule cuz i thought the steelers and patriots would be neat for that one cuz they both won the most super bowls but uh that's not what we got but that's some of the games that started to come in on wednesday yeah, you know what? And I was kind of bummed when you mentioned the the fact that they could play the Black Friday game. I'm like, I would love that more than anything. I don't want, look, I don't want a Thanksgiving day. I just want to eat my turkey and watch other games in peace. Do I want to work? No. I don't want to work on Christmas Eve like I did last year. We tried to take off. It didn't work. We all had to work on Christmas Eve. We were tired and that's, we all have kids. You know, that was tough. I don't want to play any of it. I don't want to do the opening Thursday night game. Pittsburgh, have, they've done that before when they were the visitors, and it sucks. You don't want any part of that either. All I want really is just regular games. Let them go. None of the holiday games. But a Black Friday game, playing on Friday in the afternoon, that's intriguing to me. That would have been a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that one, I just thought that would that would have been kind of neat. Um, people were off work anyway. That would have been a, a cool one to cover. I, I'll be honest with you. If it, was the, if it was the night game on Thanksgiving, I could take that one. But I don't want the other ones. Um, but, but, but you're right. But we'll get more to the schedule. We've got one more thing from Wednesday that we definitely want to talk about before we move on. Because we've talked about this one in the past on this show and on some other shows. Even though he's not a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even though I wanted the Steelers to draft him uh, in the fifth round and he, and he went too soon. Um, and the Steelers ended up drafting Zach Gentry back in 2019. Foster Moreau. He was on a visit to the Saints earlier this offseason to possibly sign. They found something when he did a physical, found out that he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. But on Wednesday, he got a deal with the Saints. Um, Three-year, $12 million. Um, it looks like that he's on the road to recovery. He's ready to play more than the doctors are even ready to let him play. But that's just great news for about Foster Moreau. It is great news for the NFL, too. And this is the nice thing about this entire story. They found it because the New Orleans Saints put him through a physical, and that's how they found this condition. So it's an opportunity to catch it quick, save the man's life. And he's been out of the game for two months, and now he still has a long road to get back into an NFL uniform, but the Saints sign them. Kudos to you, New Orleans Saints. Fantastic. You are getting an incredible tight end. This guy is so very good at all phases of being a tight end, whether it's blocking, catching the football. I really wanted him to be in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, but what they did with the draft, with everything, you know, it kind of makes sense that uh, he's not a fit in Pittsburgh now because of who they have, but the Saints need a tight end, and I'm so glad that they pulled the trigger on this one. Yeah, that's just a, that's just a good story. Anytime you see someone like that, like he, I don't even think he'd be eligible for comeback player of the year because he, he he's just one of those guys. 
he didn't miss any games. Nope. He, he didn't miss any games last year um, and was dealing with this in the office. I mean, as far as I know, I, I haven't checked his exact stats. I don't say, I don't want to say that he didn't miss any games, but not because of this diagnosis did he miss any games. So, no. uh, but just congratulations. Just that, that's just a great story. And those are the kind of things that we like to talk about on the show. Some of the things that we sometimes don't like to talk about on the show is having to take our commercial break, which we're going to do right now before we roll into the rest of the week. So stick around. We'll be right back. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, here we are. We are rolling through the week that was. We're through Wednesday, bad. Oh, that's because Thursday's a big one. Thursday's oh, a big yeah. one. Thursday's a big one because of the schedule release. But before we get there, got to ask. It came out, NFL released this. And this was from the NFL, from their Twitter feed. It was about every team's strength of schedule for 2023. The Pittsburgh Steelers towards the bottom last year they were towards the top i think they were number two going in for the year first i have multiple questions about this but the first one what do you think about the steelers strength of schedule going into this year i'm funny with the strength of schedule thing because i remember 1974 them or at least them talking about 1974 with one of the worst I mean, the toughest schedules and the strength of schedule was pretty bad. And they won the Super Bowl for the first time in 1974. They won the Super Bowl for the last time in 2008 when they're saying this is the toughest schedule, including that of 1974, how bad that was. And they still won the Super Bowl. I think strength of schedule is, you know, it's kind of tough to look at because when you think about it, it's the division has pretty much the same strength of schedule. The only difference is three football games when it comes to the division because they're going to play the Steelers are going to play the AFC West. Guess who else is? Excuse me, the NFC West. Everybody everyone else, else in the AFC North. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is going to play that. The only games that aren't going to be played are the other teams that you're matched up with in your division or in that other NFC division that you're going up against this year that you that finished in the same place as that team did. So it's three games that separate that strength of schedule. But when you look at strength of schedule, you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers having the third place schedule last year, and they're playing third place teams. That means that the Cincinnati Bengals who won the division are going to play. They're going to play the chiefs and the bills. Yeah, where the Steelers don't have to. The Ravens are going to play the two second place teams, and they're going to play the second place team in the in the other division that they're looking at. NFC North, NFC <laughs> North, yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, NFC North is weird. Um, you, you never know who's going to be good in that division. Yeah. But with that being said, it, it's really strength of schedule. I, I don't think that it hurts a hurts a good team because a good team that finished first place last year you know could match up against those teams anyways because they're that strong and there was some discussion to this on our staff slack channel because that's what i'm going to talk to you about and that is there were some people that say they don't think this is a very good metric at all because teams change year to year uh duh that's why we play the games that is why we play the games and you know why we play the games you play to win the game yeah, we play the games and we play to win the games. But here's the thing that 
They're saying maybe there's a better metric because teams have such change in rosters. But how can you actually do it other than predicting? We had some people say, I think the strength of the schedule should be based off the, the current over, under, and wins for the season. That's not based on actually what the teams are going to win. That's based on actually getting people to bet on it. Vegas sets this up. I say Vegas, you know, it's odd maker, odds makers. We don't know where they are anymore because of all the, all the online things. But they set this up to get action, not necessarily to always win. They want even betting across because they're going to make their money anyway. They need more action for them to take money. So you're not, so you don't want to base the, the strength of schedule on something that's just a guess by someone outside of the league. Yes, it's not a perfect metric, but if you understand that strength of schedule is based off of last year's win-loss record, then you know what it is going in. You know, oh, wow, yeah, they're going up against a team that that uh, that, that only won a couple games last year, and, they're, and they should be much better this year. But we don't know if they'll be much better. Do we want to make strength of schedule based on what we think they might be? My goodness, if we're going to do that every year, then the, then whoever plays the Cleveland Browns and the, and the AFC North, they've got to be like have the hardest schedules ever because they're the paper champions every every year. They, they win the offseason year after year after year, and yet they can't get winning records. So why do we want to base it on that? I, I, I like the way they have it because it's the best way to do something with actual data and just understand what it is, and that's the strength of schedule. To me, strength of schedule is a talking point when yes. we have nothing else to talk about. Yep. And we had we had, well, did we have nothing else to talk about Thursday? Because you had stuff coming up with the schedule. You knew that there were going to be plenty of leaks. I know there's there's some of us that are trying to actually have the schedule ready to put out when it's announced that are looking for these. But then you've got, um, you know, so for me, I say. Can't wait. That's how I am. I, I can't wait for it to come out. I'll look at the leaks. Then you've got Brian. He's on the other end of the spectrum. He hates the leaks and he has to say. Can't do it. No, that's what he says about it. I am old man shaking fist at cloud. <laughs> when it when it comes yeah. to all these leaks look why are we releasing the schedule at eight o'clock why are we waiting for it at eight o'clock now we've got to decipher whether it's going to be real or not now the guy who put out a lot of the Steelers stuff he was right on but we've seen it we saw it last year they were wrong about some things and i don't want to play that game i don't want you to tell me one thing and later on say that that Oh, I was wrong. But none of these guys say they're wrong when they're wrong. They just kind of sweep it under the rug. And that drives me crazy, too. But I had some skin in the game because I have to be in Vegas on business. So all week I was talking to Dave, talking to Jeff, anybody that would listen, man, I hope it's either week three or week four that they play in Vegas. That would make my it would just make my day. And we'll find out when we talk about that, whether that happened or not. Yeah. And we're almost there. But for for me to bring up the 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 leaks that come out last year, there was there was an account that just made up everything, and they had everyone going. They got all the tons of followers. People were thinking it was gospel. People were already making plans. They're trying to book airlines. Blah blah blah. And then finally, they said, "You guys really believe me? I was just making everything up." 
Well, they tried it again this year, and they started it on Wednesday, and guess what? Right off the bat, some of the stuff they were saying found that, you know, obviously couldn't have been true because it was contradictory to other things that were announced, and those fake ones fell out of the way. The ones that actually showed up were the legit leak sites, um, and they had the Steelers spot on. So why why wait for it? Um, I mean, we, we did hear a little bit from Omar Khan. He was on 93.7 The Fan earlier in the day. Um, he talked a little bit about the the Millette being a mutual decision. Uh, and do you want to say anything about that, or are you ready for schedule? I'm ready for schedule. All right. So the schedule came out. We broke down the schedule. We did our, our week-by-week predictions on the Steelers preview. If you didn't listen to that, go back and check it out. We did everything there. Brian, we already know that you got your wish. Yes. You've got the Las Vegas Raiders Sunday night, week three, right before you have to be in Vegas anyway. How excited are you about that? Oh, I'm going. That place looks just absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait. Oh, you know, I'll be going by myself to the game, and that's fine. I don't mind it, but it's just going to be such a wonderful atmosphere. The fact that it is in prime time out there, that's still going to be cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So we know that for you. The thing that jumps out at me, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to tell me something else that jumps out, but I'll, I'll go ahead and take take my turn so that way we can go back and forth. Is Steelers four primetime games, three of them at home, three of them at home, two of them on Thursday nights. Now, if you're going to have to play on Thursday night, you're much better off playing at home than on the road. So the Steelers have two of them, and I'm fairly certain that for both of them, not only do they play at home, but let's see, check one, check two, absolutely. They play at home the Sunday before. So they play at home on Sunday, don't have to travel home, play home again on Thursday, but they've got two of them. And for a season ticket holder, that sucks. Because, especially one that lives three and a half hours away from Pittsburgh, because that basically takes a game off the table that I'm not able to attend because you've still got responsibilities on Friday, Um you and I know driving back from Pittsburgh um, after a game, it's very well could be 5 a.m. before you get home um, that night and, and then have to try to make things uh, happen the next day. Uh, unless, you know, snowstorms don't help when you have to drive home from them um, yep. like we had to after that Buffalo game. Oh. But uh, so if you're someone out there that would really like to go to that uh, Thursday night game in Pittsburgh and, and you're looking for tickets, either one of them, hit me up. Brian, what's your next biggest takeaway from the schedule? Look, people are complaining about the uh, the bye week six. Uh, I tell stories about the week three bye in 2001 and 9-11 happening, and that was a long, long bye, and they had to play all those games, and they still went 13-3. and three. A good team is going to be able to be fine whenever you have a bye, but when you have those two Thursday night games, that means you're getting a mini bye there. By I know you've got to turn around and play, and we're going to talk about this uh, briefly at the end of the show, but I know the players don't love playing Thursday night games because it is so close together. But all I'm saying is then you're worried about uh, not having a buy late, but you have a chance to recuperate with nice 10-day layoffs both times. Yeah, I mean, it really does stink going into such a short week. It's not good for the players. It's it's very difficult. I mean, think about this. A lot of the, some veteran players, they don't even practice until Thursday. 
they don't even practice again until Thursday after playing on a Sunday. And you have to play that day. It's it's hard on your system to do it once. It's really difficult to do it twice. But the biggest thing is knowing this far in advance, just like the bye, just like the Thursday nights. But there is one thing this far in advance um, that the Steelers don't know. And we're talking about December. We're talking about middle of December. We're not talking the weekend of Christmas. We're talking the weekend before that. When the Steelers go to the Colts, day and time, TBD. That's because there are five games, five games listed that could be three of them on Saturday on a fourth. What, what is it? It is three of them, right? Three. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they that they're going to do a one, a four thirty, and an eight. And the Steelers are one of those five games. I'm going to go ahead and list them for you again real quick. It's Falcons at Panthers, Vikings at Bengals, Bears at Browns, Broncos at Lions, Steelers at Colts. So they're either going to be Saturday or Sunday that weekend. Any thoughts there? Yeah. You know what? Do you remember last year, the the week before Christmas, the week 15 games that occurred? I could tell you two of them. It was a crazy Miami and Buffalo game in the snow. Mm And it was that crazy Vikings comeback against the Colts was one of them, too. My other thought on this whole thing is Pittsburgh's going to be on that list. Pittsburgh's playing on Saturday. Yeah, You could could almost write that down. I I like Saturday games like that. I think that's pretty cool. The only thing, it, it doesn't really affect the players as much. But what it does do is I, I think planning for everybody is a little insane because you don't find out until a couple of weeks beforehand, I don't think. I, yeah. I don't think they set it in stone. It's almost like being flexed. Yes. But you know you're going to have the possibility from the get-go that to go ahead and put both aside. And I would almost think that players would be fine with a Saturday game because Saturday's like pretty much a travel game. I don't think that's going to kill them as much. Gives them that extra day. But now, we all have Christmas parties that we go to, you know, everybody has (laughs) holiday parties and holiday planning. And that's Saturday before a week before Christmas. I don't know about you, Dave, but with Mm -hmm. us, it's busy. Oh, that time of year. You know what? I try to keep it from being too busy. I really do. I try to keep my calendar open because I just want to be able to drive around and look at Christmas lights because that's what I do. But I will say this. Night games are tough for us when we have to cover the Steelers. Yep. If they're, if I had to pick one day of the week, to have a night game, I would pick Friday, and they don't do those. My next mess, my next guess would be a Saturday. I would prefer a Saturday night game because then I would still have Sunday to recover. Yeah, yeah. Um, as someone covering the Steelers, so if you're going to be on that Saturday and they're going to have to have another night game, I'm fine if they're the if they're the night game that night. That that wouldn't be too bad at all. That would be kind of kind of nifty. But uh, but but it could be that 1 p.m. game. It could, I mean, and if it is, it is. It's a Saturday. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I, you know, I don't care. I, I think it's actually fun. I, yeah, I, I would take any of those time slots. I'm not going to complain about it, but they're like, but Dave, last year they were at a, they had a night game on a Friday. No, that was a Saturday well, on Christmas Eve. But I wanted them to do it on Friday. I wanted them to do it on the actual, at the, the actual, um, anniversary of the immaculate reception i think that would have been really neat and they could have been a standalone game but hey it was what it was and bottom lines is steelers won that game so i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna uh regret that at all one last thing from thursday and that is 
in this article that you run um, that, that tells us the week that one was, you gave one specific example. There were tons. I mean, every NFL team had to do some kind of promotional video for the schedule release. And who do you think won? I think you chose the one that I thought had the best one. Yeah, the Steelers one was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was. Was Zach Gentry? Yeah, I mean, it was cute. Yeah. I mean, uh, but you're like, after a while, like, okay, yeah, get this over with. Yeah. But, you know, as far as everything else goes, the Tennessee Titans one, I had to bring that up because oh, I, I, show, I showed my family and we watched it a couple of times. I was laughing so hard. It was there, ridiculous. There was only one thing missing from that video is they really needed a sound bite. You are, with all due respect, dumb. <laughs> if they could have added that that in, in there about 17 times, that would have been pretty good. But if you didn't check that one out, if you haven't heard it, check out the article of the week that was at BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. It will be out today, Sunday morning, and you can you can view that there. All right. Whew, that was a big day. Thursday was a huge day this past week, and we knew it. Uh, Friday was minicamp. We got the roster for minicamp. We got that there was 51 players. There was a very familiar name on there for one of them. We're, we're going to talk just about a couple of these players. One of them was Nick Boyle, long snapper. That is, yes, the same Nick Boyle that has played as a tight end for the Ravens for the last eight years. Was it just the Ravens, or did, or did he play anywhere else? I think he was just I Ravens. I think he ended up with another team for a Maybe. little bit and got hurt, but I will know I know him as – I know him with that ugly purple team. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely – I mean, that's the only reason I know his name, yeah. because he was with the Ravens all those years. Uh, and I, tight ends are tough, and you yeah. get to know those third tight ends from other teams. And, yes, he only played for the Baltimore Ravens. And and what's he doing with the Steelers? He's trying to, to stick around the NFL as a long snapper. So he could come to rookie minicamp because I mean it was a tryout. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that he was under contract. If he'd have been under contract, he wouldn't have, I don't think he would have been allowed to come. But because it was a tryout as a long snapper, uh, he was there. There was some interesting stuff with this, with these names. And like I said, you could check the article once again with all the names that are listed. One player that was missing is that the Steelers after the draft said they came to terms with seven undrafted rookie free agents. And when they showed up to, to minicamp, to rookie minicamp, they only signed six. One was missing was center Trevor Downing from Iowa State. Now, I still have not seen any official report on what happened there. Uh, I, I think it's one of two things. One, uh, he was a player that they said was going into agriculture and may just realize, hey, I might not be able to make it in football. I might just want to get on with life as a farmer. That was one. The other thing was Iowa State's commencement was this weekend as well. I didn't hear any report to say if he was still agreeing to terms with the Steelers, what was going on there, if he still if he'll be on their 90-man roster to go to training camp. Um, if he was already signed, I get that, that they could say, hey, you're grad. You're like you know. You're graduating college. That's a big thing. That's happened before with the Steelers in rookie minicamp. But a lot of times it might even be with guys that could be injured. There was a chance he was dealing with an injury as well. So maybe that was it. I didn't hear anything about him. Have you heard anything about him, Brian? No, that uh, he was definitely missing. But I don't know why. And I hope it's uh, 
for a reason that it's graduation and that he'll still be coming because that's he's the kind of guy that can make the roster. These guys have opportunities. I'm sure the Steelers wouldn't go ahead and uh, say, oh, you can't go to graduation. Let's just, okay, we're just going to drop you. I doubt that they would do that. I'd be really upset if they would. There's another guy missing too that uh, there's a reason for. So there's a reason for these things happening. And that, that the guy was? The guy that I'm so excited about, he was actually our dude of the yep. week, Hakeem Butler. I think this guy has a ch definite chance to make the roster. He's still under contract with the XFL with the championship coming up this weekend. Actually, I think it's on right now as, as we speak, as we're recording this. And so that's the reason he hasn't shown up, but he will still probably be in minicamp in some form, but I don't think contractually that he can, or at least that's what I read. Well, he can't sign to the 50 or sorry, to the 90 man roster. There were other XFL players that were trying out at, at, at rookie minicamps um, that they could. So that it didn't keep him there at all uh, away from that, but none of them could sign until the 15th of May. I would not be shocked if he's just going to be signed with the Steelers and they didn't even worry about the rookie minicamp. That makes sense. But speaking of signing Steelers have signed four of their seven draft picks that were all announced on Friday as well. Cause these guys were showing up for rookie minicamp. They could get it done. And what it is, is the Steelers have, have their, third through seventh round draft picks all under contract. So you've got Darnell Washington, you've got uh, Nick Herbig, you've got Corey Trice, and you've got Spencer Anderson all under contract. Yeah, and look, don't, don't turn it into anything about any of these guys not signing. Kenny Pickett was the last to sign last year, but he was there in time. Are those other three guys that we're talking about being Jones, Porter Jr., and the other guy in the second round, um, gosh, why am I I forgetting Keanu Benton's name? Uh, so I, I forget that he's a second round pick. I keep wanting to put him. Yeah, in the third round. I want to call him a third <laughs> round too. So uh, those three, they're all in camp. In fact, we've yeah. all seen we've all seen film of them in camp because you know that's all showing up on Friday too. Yeah. So it's, it's not a big deal. There could be, there's not a lot of wiggle room with negotiations here. And when they, where it is, it's usually towards the end of the contract and how much of it's guaranteed and how much you can step up the salary each year. Those are the things that they're working out. Um, but it, there's really no reason that any of these players aren't going to be ready for training camp. They can be at rookie mini camp. They just can't come to training camp until they sign. Um, that's the way it works. So four, four down, Seven to go. Uh, we, there was lots of video and reports from minicamp. If you if you didn't from rookie minicamp, if you didn't check it out, we uh, we had a recap article of each day at behindthesteelcurtain.com. If you want to stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and yes, that that site still exists, so you can check it out there. Then it was on to, to Saturday, which was more rookie minicamp, but this one was a little bit different because that's the day that Coach Tomlin speaks each year. With that, were you able to to check out any of the words with Coach Tomlin? Yeah, I, I saw the two-minute clip. I don't know how long he actually spoke, but, you know, it's it's Tomlin just talking about how we do things, and I, I love it. Yeah. So uh, the, the big thing when it comes to rookie minicamp, we'll be hitting this up next week even more because it'll be the conclusion of it on Sunday and to see if any of these guys can can get an offer to end up on the roster. 
I don't know if it'll be someone from rookie minicamp. I don't know if it'll be XFL guys, but the Steelers have just about four, maybe five, if there's no Trevor Downing uh, roster spots to get to the 90s. So they have some some uh, some room to sign these guys without having to cut anyone. Yeah, and I think they've got a quarterback that we weren't sure whether he was going to make it past the New York Giants, but Hunter Johnson is in camp. I think he's wearing number six. It is Johnson, correct? I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's a, it, it was a much heralded guy that we did talk about last week. Uh, he is in camp as well. You also have uh, you have some guys that can show up and you know get some deals and it and it seems like it's just an extended list but we've seen these guys make the roster yeah there's actually three quarterbacks that were on the roster that the Steelers reported on Friday you've got Taylor Morgan who was who's was a undrafted rookie free agent then the tryout players were as you said Hunter Johnson and Bryce Perkins uh was the other one so uh, the, to finish this up, the only other thing we had on Saturday, Vince Williams did some chiming in on what he thinks about Thursday night games. I love Vince Williams. I'm always going to love Vince Williams. He never wore another uniform. He speaks out for the Steelers. He thinks that the NFL hates the Steelers, giving them two Thursday night games. I don't think that's the case because that means they would hate the Chiefs. But he's right when he says stuff like, it's like a, it's like you're in an automobile crash, you know, twice, yeah, twice in one week. Because Jerome Bettis already talked about that for years. Is like when when I play a game on Monday morning, I wake up, I feel like I've been in a car crash. And so the year that he said that, I was in a car crash where I rolled my vehicle, and I was I was safe, but I was so sore and stoved up, and it took me about a week to recover. And it was right before Christmas, and if an NFL player is experiencing that every single week and now it's twice in one week, yeah, that, that breaks the body down. Yeah. And honestly, the chiefs doesn't count because theirs is they're one of theirs is week one. So that, that even didn't count before. I'm not counting that one. But the Eagles probably have two, you know. I mean, like, yeah, no, no, other teams doing that. Good teams are gonna get them. Yeah, good. That's hey, if you're playing multiple games on Thursday, that means that the NFL knows that you're relevant. I think it's respect, actually. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Brian, that was the week that was. Anything else you want to say to close us out here? Nah, just make sure that you check out Fans First Sports Network and Still Curtain Network for all of your sports slash Steelers needs. It's all there, and it's growing every single day. But for Dave Schofield, my name's Brian Anthony Davis, and that is the week that was. Black and gold style. Steel Curtain Network. Get it.